welcome back to the OWA Talks podcast. I am your co-host, Stephanie, here with my co-host, Sandra. And this month, our guest is actually one of 2021 most influential women in optometry. It is Dr. Valerie Sheedy Pilon, who is the Vice President of Clinical and Medical Affairs at VSP Vision. Welcome, Dr. Valerie. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, ladies. Thank you for the invite. Of course, we're happy to have you. So usually we start out, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? Sure. Like you just mentioned, my current position is Vice President of Clinical Medical Affairs at VSP Vision. Um, I am definitely a strong optometrist in the medical field. So I graduated from Illinois College of Optometry almost two decades ago, kind of scary to date myself back then. But definitely I moved back home from Chicago. Um, I'm born and raised in Southern California and had the luxury of opening up a private practice. Uh, my brother and I, who happens to be an ophthalmologist, had a beautiful journey to have an opportunity to work together. With that, I strengthened my clinical skills, figured out what type of care and how I wanted to deliver care to my patients which, you know, for almost 15 years was my life every day. And then throughout the process, I decided to have an opportunity to do clinical studies and clinical research, really be that innovator and be at the forefront of technology, new medications out going through the platform in other diseases and systemic conditions. So really fine-tune in, in all the new landscape and offerings that is out there right now. And being a part of that movement and experience and to be there along the journey. So it is definitely a delicate balance between clinical practice and clinical research, but I ended up finding my way where I call home now, and that's at VSP Vision. Well, the OWA absolutely loves having ODs being part of the, the membership base, and they always look to have new ODs come and join and be a part of the OWA when they start looking at professional groups and organizations. Can you share a little bit with us about how and why you got involved with the OWA? It starts off with just looking at the current landscape. You know, yesterday, actually last night, I had an opportunity to speak to a big group of optometry students, first and second years. And just looking out on that, that arena, that podium, there were so many females. I mean, when I went to optometry school, the ratio was definitely not where it is. I mean, we're close to 80% of females in the optometric career path. And that's so exciting. And to support the OWA, which to me is definitely strengthens what we do as a woman in the optical field and support and bring that passion together. I think it's just an amazing what work the OWA is doing. And I definitely want to be a part of that journey. I always find interesting on, you know, how different people enter into this industry. So what drew you into the optical profession and helped you decide to become an optometrist? I decided to be an optometrist since I was, I want to say maybe even earlier than high school. You know, I was very fortunate to have great role models and one happened to be an optometrist um, who was a family member. I come from a background of first generation in the U.S., both of my parents come from two different worlds in the, in the world, um, and they came to the U.S. for education, and that is what definitely drove all of us, um, even my two siblings and myself, is the importance of educating, especially as a woman, to go out there and really absorb all the opportunities. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, my, my family member who happened to be my godfather was an optometrist as a male influence 
that's all that I saw out there in our career space. And he really took me underneath his wing and showed me how and what an optometrist does. And I helped volunteer during those summer vacations. And then it wasn't until I was definitely taking physics and realize how important it is to really deliver and really understand what every type of science goes into the optometric field. And when I got into optometry school, just to understand the connection of what I care to link, how it links to the rest of the body and healthcare, it was a no brainer for me. Very passionate about all we can do in that space. And I look forward to keep on advocating and supporting young ladies in the optometric world and all certain paths, whether it's whether it's opticians, whether it's the support staff, but ultimately it's a beautiful space to be as a woman. And I know it's going to grow and we're going to be great innovators in that space. And I want to be a part of that. I have to admit, I love every year when it's orientation time and I look out and I see all the students and so many of them are women. I mean, every year where we are between the 75 and 80% women-based and I mean, it is the future, right? I mean, it's definitely going to take over as more people retire and more women go into the field. Absolutely, Sandra. And you know, and that's what I said last night to the class, to the, to the class sitting out there is like, you are our next generation. How exciting is that? You have so many great opportunities in the optometric field. And it's, it's, it's not necessarily traditional. Like when we, when I went to school about two, you know, over two decades ago, you know, we came out with one mind and that was a true brick and mortar uh, practice. And now, I mean, look where I sit in the enterprise of, of VSP vision, such a great opportunity to really advocate as a woman, what we can do and how we can strengthen our roles and have those touch points, but it's really exciting. And that's where I think organizations like OWA are so important to really have opportunities to bring women together. I mean, and just thinking about coming back from academy and being able to meet and just work with so many other women and support each other. And change is really one of those constants in our lives. And so you've been doing this for a few years. What do you think, other than seeing more women in the profession, have been some of those big changes that you've experienced since entering the profession that have really positively impacted the care that we're able to provide our patients? Well, these past couple of years, I've been really looking at the healthcare ecosystem and how and where optometry plays a role. And there's been great opportunities and I we are growing in this space tremendously is bringing awareness of what a vision exam provides and what does optometry, the role of optometrists play in the greater ecosystem of healthcare. You know, we think about how many diseases are identified in, a, in, a, in an eye exam as an optometrist. You know, that statistic I use quite a bit to over 270 systemic conditions that have a visual or an ocular manifestation. Think about all those potential touch points that we have when we practice every day and the services we deliver our to our patients, really connecting that eye care is truly healthcare and to ensure that we elevate the role of what we do. And it's not just within our, our walls and our clinics. We have to make sure that we go out and talk to other healthcare providers, have that interprofessional communication. It, you know, I, I'm a, a strong advocate of sharing information and to ensure that people who are living with systemic chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, that we are connected as a community of optometry 
into their greater healthcare ecosystems, talk to the primary care doctors, correspond with them. So it's really important that we're advocating what we do currently outside our four walls to ensure that it's elevated what we do as a role. And we should never stop. A few years ago, the ADA um, and with the, our, our partnership, we did a survey across the enterprise of all healthcare avenues, whether it was ophthalmologists, primary care doctors, RNs, and PAs. And it really showed, I know it, it hit me in the gut because it really showed the perception of what an optometrist does and how we need to ensure that we continue to advocate what we do. So we elevate our role because the perception is, is unique out there and we have to get the word out of what we do. And that's what we do every single day in my current position. So we have listeners who are either in optometry school or maybe thinking about becoming an optometrist. What is one thing that you wish you knew at the beginning of your career that you know today? I wish I knew the fact that it is so important that you have to be open-minded. You have to be open-minded to adopt and be flexible and to really read and absorb what's happening in our current landscape. You know, when you're first in school and you first get out, you're really concentrating on where you're going to fit in, in, in optometry, what modality you want to be in. But really what's super important to understand is to see the greater landscape and to ensure that there's opportunities out there that you're actually considering that not may not be what you thought or when there are some, but some opportunities that come your way to really embrace it and try it. You could find amazing things that happen in that space. So always keep your mind and your heart open. So congratulations on being recognized as one of the most influential women in optical. It's really a great way to celebrate your dedication to the profession. So you were nominated because of your work around raising awareness of the importance of eye health and the connection to your overall wellness. And you shared a bit about this a little bit earlier, but can you go into a little bit more detail with some of the most impactful strategies that you've used throughout the years to help do this? Absolutely. You know, I'm fortunate that BSP Vision did a visionary sponsorship with American Diabetes Association. And throughout this journey with the partnership, we have developed great synergies around the role of an eye exam and eye health and eye care as an optometrist in patients living with diabetes and patients that are in high risk of developing diabetes, definitely advocating what we do. So there is education awareness that we're providing for the healthcare ecosystem. There are toolkits, information for our doctors to share out with their patients who are living with diabetes. Just recently, actually, I think last week um, with the ADA partnership, we were able to set standards of protocols of how eye care providers are going to really interact with other healthcare providers to have a protocol of that interprofessional relationship to ensure that we have that communication. And I'm so proud of that because all the large organizations, as well as physicians, optometrists came together and aligned to ensure that those individuals living with diabetes are being cared for and being talked about throughout outside of just our own clinic walls. 
Also, I'm really excited about this. We started a new journey with the World Economic Forum. Uh, in that space is a great opportunity for vision, care, and eye health to be elevated in what we can find. So we are currently leading a initiative around the Digital Health Alliance, and that is trying to open the doors to understand how the digital space and connecting to people who don't have access to healthcare and that have chronic conditions such as diabetes, hypertension, and diseases to really be able to help and get them into the care that they need and be more in the preventative space. But we are so far from um, an end point, but it's so exciting to have these conversations right now to see what the future of the next couple of years holds. So hopefully I'll come back in a year or two after we have some um, production in a delivery in that space to share with everyone. So it's no secret that this industry is constantly changing and constantly evolving. Um, you even mentioned about how the, the uh, gender ratio in optometry schools has changed so significantly since you were last in school. But another way it changes would be the technology advancement. What role do you see technology playing moving forward in the eye care profession to serve our patients? Technology is always been a part of optometry. I mean, just think about our exam lanes and our exam rooms. You, it's We call it a workup room. That's not a workup room. That is an innovative technology center with all our diagnostic tools and testing. So we as a profession have adopted such amazing and helpful devices and innovation in the space. The one thing I would say is Definitely, we have to ensure that the innovation we are adopting is really living up to our clinical standards of care and delivering the care that is meant and is best for every patient. It is exciting times. I'm telling you, it's, I think it's going to be a game changer in the next two to five years because there is so much happening in the ophthalmic landscape with devices, with connections, um, and the opportunities that we have. Healthcare deserts is a huge topic that's happening in our four walls and in the healthcare industry. How are we going to be able to reach these individuals in rural and urban areas that don't have access to urgent care, healthcare systems, primary care doctors? To me, this is an opportunity for optometrists to really be able to shine and really show the connection that we have in identifying systemic conditions in the eye bringing in the technology, ensuring that we are being a part of that journey. And I know we already are just because of how much technology we deploy every day in our practices. Over the years, through your leadership, you've been very supportive of furthering diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in the workplace. Can you share some strategies that have been impactful and have made a difference in the lives of others? Me personally or the organization? How about both? That's a great, that's a great answer, right? Why not? <laughs> well, you know, coming from my background, I'm a Hispanic Latino female, first generation, very passionate about it. Um, involved myself at a young age in undergrad in supporting the female Hispanic community. So there was an organization I was a part of that really strengthened the sciences of the Hispanic Latino community and really drive that cultural into the healthcare ecosystem. So not just optometry, but also being able to go into other healthcare avenues. 
you know, being a mentor has really impacted my life personally, because being a mentee is one thing, but being a mentor is really a wonderful experience. And having the opportunity that young ladies who want to become an optometrist that are still in high school, come and shadow you and be a part of your clinic every day. That was also something that I enjoyed doing. I mean, our enterprise at VSP is dedicated to further diversity, equity, and inclusion in the healthcare space. Our, our clinics, our mobile clinics, Eyes of Hope, just was in uh, Louisiana doing a wonderful event to help and touch people's lives, providing free eye exams in those areas that people may not have access to healthcare. And I think it was just a couple I think it was about two weeks ago, I think over the weekend, over 250 eye exams. And in addition to that is an additional 250 eyewear and certifications that we gave to people in need to make sure that they have the opportunity to be able to see well. And it really is part of our mantra, our, our, our what we say every day in our four walls at VSP is to empower human potential through sight. And every day, I think we do a great job to ensure to include and to have health equity and really move forward and move that needle to help people in need. So you've already been very successful so far. I don't imagine you have any plans to stop anytime soon. So I'd love to know if you could share some, you know, insider information on what projects you have in the works. So currently my projects really focus around elevating the role of what we do as optometrists and connecting it to the healthcare ecosystem, connecting it through systemic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia. So one current aspect that we are definitely working on is our collaboration with the American Diabetic Association, the ADA. We've been visionary sponsors for a few years and it's not stopping here. It, we're definitely are excited to continue a relationship and grow to really elevate eye care in diet, people living with diabetes as well as high-risk population. We have gotten together with the ADA, have made toolkits to help support our members, our patients, even supporting healthcare individuals, RNs, PAs, PCPs, to really understand the importance of going in for an eye exam and provide that education to their patients. You know, we are really involved in ensuring that we have a voice as optometrists and really be able to explain to our patients that it doesn't just stop with your primary care doctor and your A1C. Your eye exam and a dilated eye exam and fundus imaging is so important. And that coming annually to your eye doctor when you're living with diabetes or at high risk is essential. And to have those communications. So with the ADA, we just recently have a adopted a protocol has been approved by multiple um, standards of care from our organizations, as well as doctors and physicians, optometrists, to really set a protocol of how we're going to discuss and connect with one another to ensure a patient living with diabetes is being properly cared for and the information's being exchanged. So elevating the role of what we do as optometrists. One of my favorite parts about the podcast is when we wrap up and say goodbye and thank you for your time is to ask you to share one last piece of advice for our listeners to leave them with something interesting or motivational to let them continue to think after we part ways today. 
So do you have anything that you can think of to, to share? I would say, keep discovering who you are, discover your full potential and never stop. Whether that is trying new roles, implementing yourself into better understanding technology or innovation, just keep on moving. And you never know when an opportunity comes, one door opens and, and it keeps opening. Just keep going, don't stop. And you'll have a, all your cheerleaders next to you cheering you on to the end. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time to come chat with us and give us a little bit of insight on what you have, what you are doing and what we can all be thinking about to stay motivated. So thank you. Thanks for having me. And we'll see everyone in our next episode. Thank you.